Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com purpose. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking, intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York, formulated with chili pepper. Lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and coco zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. A podcast where me and Nicole Byer was trying to figure out why I'm still single. Listen, I've done too many episodes. There's no there's no reason we don't know. So now I'm just talking to people that I admire about love. And my guest today, ooh, I'm so excited, is a legendary Grammy, an Emmy Award-winning comedian and actor. Ooh, she made history as the first female comedian to top Billboard's comedy album chart and is recognized by Guinness World Records for having the most stand-up specials recorded. And now she She's embarking on a comeback tour, and it's called My Life on the PTSD List. And it's her first tour in six years. I'm so thrilled today. It's boop-ba-da-boo, Kathy Griffin. Oh, my God, Nicole, this is finally happening. (laughs) Finally. I'm so excited. I am a very big fan of yours. My Life on the D-List was truly iconic and... I feel like I follow in your footsteps. No straight men come to my shows. No. Um, just the gays. It's not, the gays. it's not that we we don't want the straights. It's that they don't get <laughs> us. And that they straight. They sure don't. Like if it, and by the way, my husband admitted this because he goes, if I was with like, let's say three of my bros and they're on like a bro text chain where they talk sports all day. And he goes, if we were going to go see a comedy show, I'll be honest, it probably wouldn't occur to us to see a woman. Like we'd probably go see like, Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. And so part of a part of my mission is like, how do we get rid of that stigma where you think of a female comedy show as equal to a man's? Yeah, I don't know, but it would be nice. It would be yes. so nice if men were like, oh, I'd see a lady. That's nice. Yeah, as long as you're laughing. Yeah. 
As long as it's funny and you're laughing and you're having a good time, why not? Okay, Kathy, how long have you been married to your husband? All right, so get this. First of all, here's the background. Um, He's 18 years younger than I am. Ooh, I love that. Take it in. Take it in. And <laughs> um, he's also my tour manager. Okay. So happened, we've been together 13 years, but we've only been married three because I just didn't think mm-hmm. I would want to get married again. And so after a while, it was kind of like, well, why not? But um, the tour manager thing came about because he used to work at the Los Angeles Times and I was on the road all the time. You know how it is. And so it was like a long distance relationship. And then after a year, I poached him from the LA Times and I said, I think you would be a kick-ass tour manager. And then I made my friend, are you ready for a name drop? Uh-huh. Susie Orman from the Susie Orman Show. Girlfriend. Yes. And she's the one who tells you to spend your money correctly, right? Well, she yes. Or if you don't have it, don't spend it. So anyway, mm. she actually did the job interview and she was like, I think he can do it. So we've been together a long time and we work together. We travel together and we're married now. And so it's a lot of together, but I I like it. What do you think? I think I like it. I do feel like sometimes relationships and work get a little funky. Yeah. But like, but if you guys like being together, it seems like an ideal situation. No, it is. But also, especially if you're a chick comic, I mean, you know this, like, I don't know if you'll admit it, but I certainly will. Um, so many of the dude comics that I know that are my generation legit, like, have a freaking spotter, right? And mm-hmm. then they pick out a girl who's going to blow them or whatever, and then maybe they'll marry one of them. And, you know, when you're a girl comic, you can't you can't pick out, like, a lady or a gay guy to come back to your hotel room and service you sexually. Yeah. So... It's not like a girl comic is going to go on the road and also be dating in the way that the guys do. Yes. So this this arrangement works for us, but I will say it is a big challenge working together and being together a lot. That is a challenge. Do you guys fight often or? No, we fight. We fight sometimes, but we try. We always try to get it together for showtime because the good news is when I'm on the road and this is a 40 city tour. The My Life mm-hmm. PTSD list tour. And so um, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of cities. And so sometimes I fly private, sometimes I fly commercial, and sometimes we drive. And what makes it fun is he's a foodie. And so he'll mm-hmm. look up on like Eater or Yelp, like the mom and pop places. And where am I going? Like Terrytown, New York, um, Kansas City, Omaha. You know, like so that's part of the fun. So if we're having a fight, We'll try to reconcile over a good home-cooked meal. Ah, that's nice. I feel like that's like, I don't know, like a cute way to get over being angry. It's like, I can't really be angry. We're at a delicious restaurant. A delicious restaurant. All right, so what is your current status, relationship status? She's single. How single? Like, are you dating? Are you... I am... Very, 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 very single. Okay. Um, I was just out with a friend last night and she changed all of the pictures on my dating profiles because she was like, this isn't good. And I was like, okay. Um, I've been swiping. Nobody's been matching with me. I've been sending roses on Hinge and nobody is 
accepting them? I don't know. So I'm very, very, very single. Then this is appalling to me. Who is not swiping back or whatever? That is, I'm, I'm like, I know. It's awful. Wait, have you ever been on dating dating apps? No. Oh, I'm too famous. No, I'm too. No, they were before <laughs> my time. Funny, in my day, it was li- it was called Great Expectations, and it was a questionnaire that came in the mail. And I'm not kidding. It was like a seven page psyche valve. and then you would mail it back to Great Expectations, and they would have somebody like actually comparing questionnaires. So I'm I've never even been on a dating app. I've seen a couple. What are the ones that you go on? So I'm on Hinge, Raya. I don't really go on OkCupid anymore and Tinder. Okay. Those are my main ones. I also know about the apps a little bit because I still watch Catfish. Don't judge. (laughs) But I'm still taken in by Catfish because even with the dating apps, they get Catfish. Because when that show started, Mm -hmm. it was like people doing like vlogs to each other. But um, yes, the one I hear about on Catfish is Plenty of Fish. Yeah, I'm not on Plenty of Fish. Uh, I don't think I've ever been on it. I don't like the name of it. Yeah. You know, I think it's like kind of gross. That's why I asked. I thought I thought it was an interesting name for a dating app. Yeah, not too into it. I love Catfish. I yeah. I think it's great. I like that people, I mean, I don't love that people are still being catfished here in the year of t- uh, 2023. But yeah. I'm like, how? How are you being catfished if this person won't talk to you? What about when they're engaged? That's insane to me. It literally makes no sense. It's like you've never heard this person talk. You've sent them money. You've never seen yeah. them in action, but you're going to get married? What are we doing? And they they always go like, this is the greatest love I've ever experienced. Uh-huh. No one gets you like this person we have the most deep conversations and half the time it's like somebody's like lesbian cousin or something uh-huh. like somebody they met one time at a bake sale <laughs> but it still draws me in what do you like about the show i think i really just love how like how invested the people are who are like looking for the person and they're like, I told them things I've never told anyone. This is different than anything I've ever experienced. And then they are usually, I don't want to like say everyone, but everyone more or less is like in just like the dirt of the Midwest and they ride tractors and like this romance is the most exciting thing. And then they like exotic go to the shack. And then there's a person who is definitely the opposite of what they thought they were talking about. Yeah. I I just, I love it. And I love how everyone is shocked every time where I'm like, "Mm, it's the same thing. It's the same thing every episode. And I love it. Me too. And then sometimes it turns into like a horror movie, Blair Witch Project, where Neve is walking <laughs> up to the house. And then the screen door like slams and you don't, you hear like a muffled voice and then you hear Neve going, uh, is it cool if I come inside? And then they got a commercial. <laughs> but no, there's no good dating tips to gather from Catfish. Not nary a one. I, um, I was watching, I think I saw this on Instagram. There was this woman who is in love and married to a Ferris wheel. Sorry, come again? She's married to a Ferris wheel, and she was in a relationship with a locomotive for a while, and it didn't work out. I was like, did it have to go places? But she is now 
She climbs on top of uh, the Ferris wheel and she... Her lover, her lover. Her lover. And she says that it's not intimate and there's different ways for them to have intimacy. And she has dinner with parts of this Ferris wheel. And I was like, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll fall in love with an object that can't what leave me. What about a tilt-a-whirl? Maybe. I just yeah. don't know how I would get access. Don't limit yourself. How would I get access to a tilt-a-whirl? You have to first blow a carny. <laughs> you have to find a carny, and I don't even know if they still exist. And then you have to give him sexual favors, and then he's going to give you the keys to the kingdom, if you will. Maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll go to a carnival and be like, listen, I'll blow you if you give me access to the, the tilt-a-whirl. Tilt-a-whirl, yeah. Or, or Ferris wheel. You know, yeah. they can't go anywhere. No. <sighs> I don't know, Kathy. It's getting tough in these streets. Have you ever had like a period of time where you were just like so fucking single? Yes. And everything seems magnified. Like when I'm doing stand up on the weekends, I start to resent it because I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I should be on a date with my boyfriend. It's Saturday night. What am I doing? I'm everyone else's date. And by that, I mean two gay guys, obviously. Yeah. And so and then you see, it seems like you see more couples walking down the street holding yeah. hands. You're walking to like go use the porta potty and then some guy drops to his knees and proposes. Like you, you can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on a helicopter ride. This is years ago with my friend. And it was just like going around Vegas and someone proposed to somebody else in the helicopter. And I was like, you can't do this. We're in a small little vestibule or whatever. This is mean. This is just adding to me feeling so fucking single. I don't know. I truly don't know what to do right now. I'm like, I've asked so many people to like, uh, set me up with people and they're like, all yeah. of my friends are trash. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'll try one. All right, look, I, I want you to explain to your listeners the difference between like, or like how, how when you're a girl comic, it's so hard to date because you're working in the sort of prime dating times, right? Mm-hmm. So a guy can even say, do you want dinner Friday or Saturday night or probably Thursdays and Sundays, you know? And how, like, girl, like, I don't know how I would even go about trying to meet a guy in the audience, even if I did have straight guys. Like, how would you even do it? I mean, it is hard. And I usually ask, I ask all male comics or, like, male people who uh, tour whatever. I'm like, do you have chuckle fuckers? And they're always like, yes. And every lady comic I have talked to has been like, no. And non-binary people are like, no, not really. We just don't get them. And I I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Straight men don't find women funny. They're like, oh, she thinks I'm funny. So she's got a good sense of humor. But uh, truly, the only way I have ever hooked up with anyone at a show is by going, is there anyone straight here? And if I hear, woo, I go, okay, are you single? And they're like, no. Or they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay. And in Houston, I fucked one guy. And then when I was in Tacoma, I ended up like bringing him to my hotel room. But I was like, I think you're gay. (laughs) What are you doing here? And that wasn't fun. He was trying to pass. He was. Did you have intercourse? No, we made out. It wasn't good. And he had these like gray contacts in. And I was like, 
You're from the 2000s. You're a time traveler and you are very, very gay. And then I knew his first and last name. I can't remember why, but I sent it to a friend after he left the room and she did some investigative journalism. She found his Instagram (laughs) and then Uh, she sent me a picture of him at a pride parade. And I was like, well, yeah, he's okay. Okay. He's very gay. And it's like, sure, maybe he could be bi. But I was like, he wasn't giving me the bi no, he wasn't by no. that night. He was still just gay. No. Yeah. Very gay and not into it. I think he just wanted a story. And I'm like, I'm down to have a story, but you know, right. not this kind of story. Not no, not I'm that horny. story. No, 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 no. But, but was that Houston or is Houston the straight guy? Houston's the straight guy. And did you then want to after or did you really just want a one and done? I just wanted a one and done. I. I don't know. For whatever reason, a long distance relationship like where you're in a different state seems too much because I am in L.A. a lot. So I'm like I'm gone a lot. So it is kind of like a long distance relationship. But like this person lives at my home base. So that seems better than someone. Yeah. Someone who lives in like Nebraska where I'm like, okay, I'm home for a couple days. I have to go to Nebraska to go see this person and then go back on tour. Oh, Kathy, that seems Terrible. No, I know. And by the way, I'm glad you mentioned Nebraska because I'm so smart. I'm playing Omaha in February where I will freeze my balls <laughs> off, my nipples roll down onto the curb. But I'm glad to be back on tour and uncanceled. Do you think I'm uncanceled? Serious question. I think you're uncanceled. I. What makes you think that? What makes you think that? Mm, I feel like I haven't heard Fox News talk about you recently or anything like that. Also, That's good. your cancellation was kind of dumb. I like I was like, people have done a lot of other th- like, I, I just don't understand why it was so terrible. A picture. I mean, I wonder why people were so upset about it. Well, I know the like the Trump machine really went into action And they put a lot of effort into turning it into a meme and getting it to like Iran, Russia, China within 12 hours. So they they painted me as a terrorist. And then um, they put me on the no fly list and I was interrogated under oath because for two months I was being investigated by the U.S. Attorney's Office and the Secret Service. And they were very seriously considering charging me with conspiracy to assassinate the president of the United States. Oh, my God. And I filed a Freedom of Information Act and I have the paperwork to prove it. Jesus. It was nuts, Nicole. That's wild. Wait, how did you find out you were put on the no fly list? They told me they tell you, like when you're in trouble, they also kept trying to get me to do, go downtown L.A. and do a perp walk, which I know came directly from like Trump or Don Jr. or something. But. I didn't have anything like they wanted to talk to me. So it cost me a fortune in lawyer fees to just negotiate where two months later I could go into an office and be interrogated under oath. But I wouldn't have to do a perp walk and go downtown. What's a perp walk? A perpetrator, um, like somebody walking in like an orange jumpsuit with handcuffs <gasps> on, like walking in. They wanted like a, that footage to have of me. And so they would call my lawyers almost daily saying, will she come in downtown? We want to get her downtown L.A. down like LAPD. Uh-huh. And yet investigated by the Department of Justice, not local police. It was a, it was freaking crazy. It was unprecedented and nuts. 
and should not happen to a comic. No, it really shouldn't. And then how long did that take to like get all cleared up? Two months. Oh my God. Then the Trumpers are like still mad at me. Like I've had four lawsuits from MAGA people and they, they reference Donald Trump in the lawsuits. Like if they don't like something I tweeted, they'll sue me for defamation. And I have one case pending in federal court in Tennessee. I've had two cases in Kentucky and one in LA Superior Court. So it's like been this ongoing thing that's just insanity. Like if you even tried to explain it, it and people would think you were kidding. Yeah, that's truly wild. Do you talk about that in your stand-up or no? I do now because I um also like since I've been canceled, I also like got addicted to prescription pills and tried to kill myself. And oh, then, no. oh, and I was at a 5150 in the hospital like Brittany. Oh, no. What is that like? What does that entail? Nicole. Okay. So first of all, I didn't know that I was on lockdown because I was like fucked up on pills. I'm sober now. But I didn't mm-hmm. know like, like there was, a, there was a lady at the foot of the bed, right? And the room was really cold, which was good because I was trying to sleep on pills is not fun. And I kept telling her, like, you can go. I'm fine. I'm just going to mm-hmm. sleep. I didn't know that I was on, like, suicide watch. And I also didn't know that they locked the door from the outside. So I was like, I'm going to just go down the hall and go to the bathroom. And then I'm like, oh, this is weird. I can't get out. Like, I didn't even know I was in the not. I was in the psych ward. Oh, my God. When did you realize you were in the psych ward? Like, day. Like, the night of day one. Ah. And then, you know what I was fixated on? this. And by the way, like... I did. I w- was thinking I could like call downstairs, like it was a hotel, like to the concierge. <laughs> but I was on my back, and on the sprinkler there was this like dangling dust bunny. And I remember thinking, like, oh, I've got to tell the concierge about funny. This is And then I got sober, and then get this shit. A year later, I got freaking cancer. So this is why my voice is like a little high pitched. So I have. Pick out half my left lung. Oh my God. This Nicole, is wild. I have half a lung. That's wild. So wait. Yeah, don't act like you know a lot of people with half a lung because you don't. I don't. Can you run? Does it affect like fitness? I do that every day because I'm always building my capacity. And so mm-hmm. I go on like this 90 minute walk almost every day. Oh, okay. That's honestly pretty smart. Real quick, we got to take a break. Temperatures warming up, which means super light styles. Meet the super light collection. All birds' lightest ever shoes now in fresh colors. A lighter than air feel and barely their fit makes these some of the most packable styles ever. Super light tree runner. All birds' most breathable, lightweight style yet. Made with ultra light foam. The All Birds Super Light Collection is super comfy and packable, so you can hit the road with less baggage. A light as air feel and All Birds' lowest carbon footprint yet to support every step, all day and all night. Cushy lightweight foam and extra outsole traction give you the grip to go for it. Breathable eucalyptus fiber and comfy midsole for all day adventures. Warmer days, lighter shoes. It's a bird, it's a blade, it's super light go ahead pack light 
I love looking down at my feet and seeing all birds' shoes because they are so comfortable. They are so stylish. My little toes are so happy in them. Experience how all birds redefines comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use the code DATEME for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Date me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay, so life is hard and a lot of us spend our times wishing that we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. That's important because therapy is kind of like dating. You got to find someone who works with you. So, you know, if you're not getting good vibes or you're not, you're not feeling it like you, you could just switch no additional charge. Uh, learn to make time for what makes you happy with a better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp help.com slash date me. So wait, so in 2017, that's when the federal investigation started. And then did the pill addiction come from that? Kind of, because, you know, I was in the middle of a 50-city tour, and then the picture went viral, and I got fired from New Year's Eve, CNN, and and everybody was Mm. like, issue statements about me. And then the other 25 cities I was supposed to go on all got bomb threats from Trumpers which I later found out were robocalls, but I don't blame the theater. So my entire yeah. city tour, well, the second half of it was canceled within 72 hours of the photo. So then I was just out of work. And Nicole, let me tell you, the phone did not ring for five years. Fuck. Fuck me up the ass with a pole because I'm a touring beast. Like if nothing uh-huh. else is not on TV, I, you know how it is. I'm touring and I just want to make people laugh. And then five years, so I just started taking a shit ton of pills. Mm, God damn, that's wild. Five years is a long time. I you know without working, it sucked. Yeah. And I feel like men are the ones who talk a lot about getting canceled. But right. I'm like, but men don't seem to stay canceled. There's like, no repercussions. They no. kind of talk about it. But they're not really canceled. And then half of these guys, like the one that kills me is, I didn't even know about this, but Louis C.K. was actually supposed to do a show in Kiev, Ukraine, the Mm. night before the invasion by the Russians. And I thought, oh, my God, he's not canceled. I can't play Kiev. Like he was doing a Mm -hmm. show in Ukraine. Yeah. So guys that get canceled they can make careers like in other places on the planet and stuff yeah but women they i think they are the, are the ones who really get canceled like paula dean disappeared and yes. i mean she was just a little racist she's just a little bitch a little, she was a pilot, just a little apologize you know she she just wants to serve people butter you know um i feel like why don't a writer she shoplifted and then she didn't work for forever You know, I just I really think women, when they do something wrong, people are like, oh, my God, burn them at the stake. It's so fucking wild. It is very Salem witch trials. Yeah. So for five years, what did you do to like survive? Yeah. 
It was, well, first of all, so I got diagnosed with PTSD. Now, don't laugh because I thought it was only for like combat veterans. Same. But yes. And so I, my oncologist told me and my shrink told me and they told me, um, uh, oh, no, let's see, not, not, yeah, my oncologist, my shrink. And I made it one other doctor and I kept just like poo pooing it. But then get this. I went through this 10 month period where all I did was vomit. And Nicole, oh God. At this point in my life, I was so sick. Everything made me so anxious. I would just uh -huh. vomit. And I was going to the ER all the time, getting um, infusions of like saline because I was always dehydrated. And so after that, I said, okay, I guess I have PTSD. And, you know, from all the culmination of the canceled and the pills mm -hmm. and the suicide attempt and the cancer and the losing my voice and shit. And so... I found a guy that wrote books on PTSD and he's a good doctor and I have a team. I actually have a caseworker and I have like a team of people trying to keep me from losing my shit. That's great. I mean, I feel like more people should have a team of people to help them. Team of people. I'm telling you, I've got the breathwork lady and we work together because I guess mm -hmm. know how to do and I have kundalini yoga and I don't even know what that is. But I do Listen, it. You don't need to know what it is if it's helpful. Exactly. I didn't vomit that day, so I'm doing it. And I I go to Pilates. Mm-hmm. That's they told me to. And pretty much whatever they told me to do. And I do because that 10 months was teared the fuck out of me. I could barely get out of bed. Yeah, that shit's wild. I you I feel like you've been through a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah, but I so getting back to the topic at hand. My husband has been like a champ. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, you know, the thing that got me out of like my suicidal ideation is when the doctor said the effects it has on your survivors is so awful. And it, that's the thing that got me to click out of the hill mm -hmm. is I thought, yeah, that's a horrible thing to do to someone, like to be their surviving spouse or friend or whatever. So um, he's been great. But I realize I've asked a lot of him and he's stood by me, but I feel like that's such a big one in relationships, like the better mm -hmm. for better or worse, really, that shit really happens. Sometimes it really does get worse. Yeah. And I think that would be so nice to have someone in my life who like, I knew I could like depend on through thick, through thin yeah. and good, the bad. Um, yeah, that sounds, that sounds nice. It is. But no, we fight sometimes and it is hard being together a lot and the work stuff and the relationship stuff. And, you know, it's like I said, the Trump thing has wide tentacles. I have these legal cases. No, nobody in my family talks to me except my brother. Oh, all right. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you have anybody in your extended family MAGA people? I have one. What? I tell have me. an uncle. Tell me, tell um, me. When Trump was first elected, he like would just <laughs> we were like having Thanksgiving dinner and he was just chanting Trump in the basement. And I was like, you know, this is lovely to be a black family with one Trump supporter in it. I was like, uh, we have truly a no I, we must be the minority. Like, I don't know how many black families have Trump supporters in them. Did you guys talk about stuff or just avoid it? Um, I will talk about it, but like my family will, they very much avoid it with him. And I'm yeah. always like, 
Tell me, what has he done? What's so wonderful about him? Tell me. What does he say? What does he say? Oh, just a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Just like none of it makes any sense. It's just like <laughs> regurgitation from like Fox News and, right, right. and all those other people. But yeah, it's always fun to go home for Thanksgiving and see oh, yeah. what he's into now. Oh, yeah. All right. So what if you're on the apps and... Is there a way that you could ever accidentally get a Trumper? So, like, do you put I your political meanings on there? I don't. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like you can kind of suss out somebody's political beliefs. And like how? What questions? Um, I, I think vibes. Like, I, I really do think, like, uh, liberal people have a different vibe than conservative people. Uh, yeah. um, I've only been out with one conservative person and he lived in North Hollywood. And at one point he was like, I don't know. I think Trump's a pretty good business guy. And I was like, well, I don't know how you could think that all of his businesses have failed. And it's just like, like a uh, feelings aside, the fact is he's not a very good business person. Yeah. Um. And I was like, what? What if we just don't talk about that? Because it was all the way in North Hollywood, far away from my house. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to like ruin sexy time if it might happen by being yeah. like, I think you're an idiot. Yeah. But yeah, that was that's like the only person. Wait, wait, wait. Did it happen or not? Oh yeah, we fucked, and it was not great. He had a oh. mattress on the floor, a red light, and an iguana. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I've totally fucked that guy. A lot of red flags. But, you know, it was it was it was OK. It wasn't like the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a lingering problem. It's over. Yeah. So wait, when you were at the Groundlings, yes. did you like hook up with different Groundling members? Was that like because like I did improv or still do improv for a while. It was very incestuous when I was like in my 20s. It's super. And when I was at the Groundlings, it was very incestuous. But here's like the really crazy part. You ready? So what? Why am I like this is actually the best day job I've ever had before I was able to make a living from stand up and acting. All right. So I was a teacher at the Groundlings. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... 32. So I would sleep with my students. And I know that sounds creepy, but remember, the guy was also 32. Yeah, everyone's an adult. Everyone's like in their 30s. Right. But that was that was after I had slept my way through the company. I then <laughs> thought there was quite a pool in the school. Mm-hmm. What about you? I never taught improv, although I really wanted to. I would coach sometimes, but I was a very bad coach. Because uh, I didn't know how to make people funny. Uh, like, I, like somebody would do a scene, and I'd be like, I could say the exact same thing as you, and it just would be funny. Like, I there's just yeah. something about you that's not charismatic. Yeah, I don't know how to fix that. Um, but I didn't really hook up with like uh, anyone I coached. I hooked up with a lot of performers. Right. So like, there would be times where you'd be backstage, and you'd be like, I have fucked six out of eight of these people. <laughs> right. And you got to keep it cordial. Keep it uh-huh. cordial. You're just like, hello, how are you? We won't talk about anything. Did you, did you like fall for any of them? Like in your heart? No, not at all. Um, oh wait, there was one, there was one that I was like, oh my God, 
I think I love him. And he was the one who treated me the worst. He was terrible. And I just was like, oh, my God, he is for me. Oh, my God. And then he moved away without telling me. And I was like, wait, I thought we were, like, dating. (laughs) I mean, he didn't even tell you, for God's sake. No. Are Are you attracted to the bad boy? I guess I'm attracted to a man who, okay, so I watched this TED Talk and it was like, we're all just attracted to what we watched our parents do. And my dad, I don't want to say like, I mean, he loved me or whatever, but like he really just did not understand me. Yeah, He didn't understand why I wanted to be an actor. He didn't understand why I didn't want to go to school. So I feel like I go after men who don't understand me. And then I spend time being like, don't you want to understand me? Don't you like want to love me? I can like win you over, promise. As opposed to like trying to find someone who like accepts me for who I am. No, I do that too. I'm like a lawyer. I feel like I'm always pitching my case. Like I'm always making my Uh opening or closing summation. That's how I feel. I'm just like, listen, I'm really great because of X, Y, and Z. Don't you want to like stick around and love me? Yep. Here's my new topic. And then I I show them a new uh, layer. And (laughs) if they're in you and it's great, but if they're not, I'm like, oh shit, I've shown you 14 layers. That's it. Mm -hmm. Did you, like when you were dating... Did you feel like men were like intimidated by you because you were so funny and because you were successful? Yeah, like um I although I got a late start, I wasn't even on my first TV show till I was 36. And was that suddenly Susan? Suddenly Susan with Brooke Shields. So I was broke for many, many years. I did mm-hmm. like I hate these people that are like, oh, I had a rough year before my giantly successful TV show, you know. <laughs> and so um I had, I, as soon as I made enough money, I bought a house year one on Suddenly Susan. And this guy walked in, he was just a friend of mine, but he was a genuine heterosexual. And he walked in and he looked around the house and he goes, yeah, you are never going to get a guy. (laughs) Brutal. And I was like, you fuck. And he goes, you're on a television show. You're starting to get recognized now. You've got this nice house. You're guy we i don't know a single guy that like has this stuff that doesn't want a complete 20 year old bimbo Hmm. it sucks because like i've never walked into like i've hooked up with dudes who like have nice places and i'm just like oh that's nice yeah and then i don't think anything of it like oh i can't date this person they're too successful like that's insane it's super insane I I am not proud of this, but yes, I'm going to invoke the name Taylor Swift. Okay. Because, and I admit, I didn't know who Travis Kelsey was until she's, (laughs) I get that he's wildly famous and has two Super Bowl rings. All right. But what I think is possible Mm -hmm. is maybe people seeing him go to her concert in Argentina or whatever and really cheering her on. Maybe that can cause a shift because from my era, like everyone acted like anyone who dated Madonna was like, oh, a nightmare or anybody who went out with Janet Jackson was like, oh, she's a working machine. And they kind of like shit on the woman and act like the guy is like a a victim. So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that this trailer love affair thing shows guys like you should want your woman to be successful and then you should go to her job and clap. Yes. 
That's all I want. I just, I think it's so like, I don't know, romantic when your partner is like, I don't know, proud of you or like thinks you're talented. Because, yeah, I'm always cheering a dude on. I'm always like, you're so smart and talented and funny. Um, I dated this guy who liked coming to my shows, and I loved that. Yeah. And he would get so excited after and be like, that was so funny. And I really liked when you said this. And then sometimes he'd be like, well, what if you said that? And I was like, no, that's not bad. That's, that's, that's not bad at all. Why don't I? I'll add that. Yeah. Like, it was it was just nice. And that's what I want. I just want nice times. Just Nice. I'm telling you, nice should be quality number one. You cannot underestimate nice and being treated well. And that to me came with age because in my 20s, I was totally into the any guy that was emotionally unavailable, emotionally on another planet. That's what I was attracted Mm -hmm. to. And I really thought like, I'm going to get in. I'm going to break down his walls. And when I look back at those guys, I think about them and I'm like, God, that guy was such a loser. I can't believe I spent six months trying to win this guy over. Uh-huh. Years for me to look back and think that. Years. Yeah, I mean, it is It is hindsight's twenty twenty, And yeah. all of the dudes I have dated are now, like, married. They all married short brunettes. And I was like, what is this? Do I have to, do I have to become a short brunette? Like, <laughs> is that the trend? I guess so. Kathy, real quick, we have to take a break. A full, rich love exists in all of us, and wearing a locket can really help symbolize that. Guess what? Pandora is bringing back a beloved, an iconic piece of jewelry. You guessed it, the locket. The locket charm from Pandora opens and closes so you can keep something precious inside, like a note from a loved one, lace from your wedding dress, or even a photo of your pet. No matter what you choose to keep inside of it, you can keep it close to your heart always. Plus, inside the locket is an engraved message. Today, tomorrow, always. To remind you that love is in everything you do. The back is blank for your own engraving. Engraving is available online in select stores. Pandora's new infinity chain design also makes the perfect partner for the new locket dangle charms. Pandora also offers so much more than just charms. You can shop rings, necklaces, earrings, and bracelets too. At Pandora, you'll find jewelry perfect for any style with each piece expertly crafted and hand-finished in genuine metals. Shop now at a store near you or online at pandora.net. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better human 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. I mean, Babbel is super convenient and it's helped me with real life conversations like Vamanos Mikasa, 
I got to go to my house or hamburguesa, por favor. It's easy to learn how to order food or ask for directions like I just did or speak to, to merchants without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. So, okay, after Suddenly Susan, did you find that you got hit on more or less? Um, less because then I became kind of well-known because I was also doing like HBO specials and stuff. And that's the part that I, that, that I witnessed guys struggle with over and over and over, whether it was like mm-hmm. a blind date or casual thing. If I would get recognized, they kind of wouldn't know what to do with their body. Like, do I shake the person's hand? And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of men won't admit it. But they resent being the guy who has to hold the camera and take the picture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a shame because people don't mean to be rude. But if somebody, if a gay guy comes up and goes, hey, Diva, I love you. He'll just hand his phone to my husband. <laughs> and it took years for my husband to be like, okay, I'm just going to take this picture. It doesn't mean like the person is like kind of not in their right mind for two seconds but mm-hmm. it's an odd thing that for like a civilian guy to get used to. Yes, I agree. Cause I've been on dates where I've been recognized and then they'll be like, Oh, does that happen all the time? And whenever I go, no, it happens yeah. <laughs> like six more times on the date. Yeah. And then if I go, yeah, it happens all the time. And then it doesn't happen. So there is Nothing. no winning with it. Yeah. Um, it's so wild. So, okay, can I ask you about being banned from the Apollo? Oh, this was so bad. Okay, so on my Emmy award-winning show, Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List. So we did an episode, which you probably couldn't even do today, but it was Kathy Tries to Break into the Black Community. And Mm -hmm. it was jam-packed. I go to Cat Williams' house, which... Should have been its own spinoff, just called I Go to Cat Williams' House. I mean, I would watch it a hundred times. Cat Williams is so fucking funny. He I... is. <laughs> he, to me, is like Andy Kaufman genius. Like, yeah. I I have seen him live so many times, and I love his specials. But, like, ugh, and he's always threatening to retire. Like, he's always mm-hmm. like, I told you I'm going to retire. And I'm like, you can't. Anyway, I just, he's a fucking genius. All right, so um, then... I I wanted to see if I could do a set at the Apollo, but I knew that it was going to be amateur night. And I was a big fan. I've watched amateur night, the Apollo through all the hosts over like when Whoopi did it for a while and Steve Harvey did it for a while. And Ricky, I forgot his last name. So anyway, I'm a fan of that show. So I knew I was probably going to bomb, but I thought, you know, (laughs) let's see if I get like the audience actually pointing like to the exit and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what happened was I I went and, oh yeah, I went with Reverend Al Sharpton. He was like my plus one. <laughs> and I owe him for the rest of my life. So what the producers did was a little sneaky. The producers didn't tell me. It wasn't just amateur night. It was kids amateur night. So oh, I went no. and I was my vulgar self. And I walked Uh off stage and the manager of the Apollo said, 
You're banned here forever. You're never welcome here again. You're profane. You're disgusting, blah, blah, blah. And I turned and turned El Sharpton because let's get you out of here. And El Sharpton walked me to like the production van. And it was just the two of us because even though the cameras were there, they they didn't know if the guy was serious or not. Mm-hmm. And so I have a letter from the Apollo saying I'm not I'm not ever welcome there again because I was too. And I was vulgar. They're right. And it was freaking kids amateur night. Honestly, that is funny. That is <laughs> it's <laughs> it's funny. It's just a funny situation, but then also like not funny for the kids because they yes. didn't know it was about to happen. <laughs> no, I didn't. But... No, they were innocent. God, that's wild. That is such a funny thing for a production team to do, but also terrible to do to you. Terrible, but it did make for a lot of laughs in the episode. Very good television. Yeah. Yeah. You also dated Quentin Tarantino. What was that like? Okay, so Quentin Tarantino is a big comedy file. You know who he went out for a really long time? He was like madly in love with Margaret Cho. And they really? went out for a long time. Like, I want to say like off and on for a, at least a year. Anyway, and I love Margaret. And I've noticed this, you know, she started and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, he is a very interesting guy. I think he's, I think he's like, has a kid now, which is unbelievable to me because he's such a, I mean, he is the way he presents himself. And Mm -hmm. we went out a couple of times. I didn't sleep with him, but when I had my studio apartment in Santa Monica and I was still in the ground leanings, um, he spent the night one night and we spooned all night. Mm -hmm. And um, I just said, I just don't want to be like another girl that fucks you because I know that's what everybody is doing these days. And he didn't, like, he was getting so much pussy. He was like, all right, whatever. Like, if it isn't you, it'll be somebody else. And, like, <laughs> in his actresses were always blowing up his phone. And, you know, it was, like, fun. It wasn't a serious thing. It was a couple of dates. But, like, he's a very interesting guy. And I'm a fan of his movies. And, you know, I, I he's he talks movies like nobody else. What can I say? When he was writing Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. is when that was. We were dating. And he would call me and read me the pages. Oh. Were you ever like, mm, Quinn, that sucks? No. Can I be honest? I swear mm-hmm. to God. I know I'm just kissing his ass now, but he would read me these pages and I would be like, oh my God, that's so fucking good. And then when I went to the screening of the movie, because I have three lines in it, I got to go mm-hmm. to the screening. Then I saw how the dialogue was like almost exactly the same as he read it so it was so good the first time he wrote it he he didn't do like big rewrites that i know of have you dated anyone else that's like famous um you mean like joey from nsync nicole you dated joey from nsync i love that how long did you date see you like you that's what makes me a legend Okay, that's what you <laughs> Sure, I've done specials and this and that, but it's the dating the guy from NSYNC that isn't Justin, who I'm not speaking to because I'm obsessed with that Britney book. Let me tell you. Yeah, I, it's pretty wild. I read it on TikTok. There were just TikToks <laughs> of people reading it. I love yeah. that you read it on TikTok. I, I have the physical book and I'm halfway through it. Oh my God. When she says that Justin put his dick in her, and then she goes, tell me when you're going to put it in. And he says, it's in. I don't know if that's real. Is that really in the book? Yeah. 
That's wild. That's very, I thought that was a And bit. then she says she burst into tears. She says she burst oh into tears. Oh my God. Uh, that is devastating for Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I still haven't forgiven him for Janet Jackson. I mean, that was fucked up. Another thing she, another woman who got canceled for something that, if, even if it was her idea, even if it like was the plan Nothing. for like a nipple to be out and then to be like, you can't work again. It's fucking insanity. Wait, what was it like dating Joey? How long did you date for? Oh, we only, we like made out twice, but I will tell you, it was very fun. Like being backstage at an NSYNC show and being like a middle-aged woman. Oh, and by the <laughs> way, I was like 38 and I told him I was 28. And then at the time I go, you know, I'm 28. And he goes, wow, I've never dated a lady that old. Because <laughs> he was like 22 or something. It was just so embarrassing. Oh, my God. I've never dated a lady that old. <laughs> I like they said lady. I mean, yeah. When you're old, you got to treat a lady with respect. You got to call him a lady. I'm still friends with Lance Bass, and I'm going to his okay. house for Thanksgiving. Top that. I can't top that. I'm not friends with Lance Bass, and I'm not going to his house for Thanksgiving. I'm just going to go see my sister and my uncle and my aunt. And that's it. And my grandpa. Don't start any shit with the uncle. I won't. I uh, he's actually I don't even know if he's going to be there. He might be out of town. Okay. He's got a very uh, he's got a, a wonderful social life. Um, okay. So wait, you've been married twice. Yes. So I've been with my husband for we've been married three years, but we've been together 13. Mm hmm. Which is a nice long time. Uh, who proposed to who? Did you propose? He's next to me. He's laughing because he can't believe. <laughs> yeah, he proposed. No, but I, the reason I turned to him is it like it would be on brand for me to propose. So mm -hmm. it wouldn't have shocked me if he was like, you proposed. But no, he did. Oh, thank God. And where did you get married? Oh, this is so awesome. Okay. So our last house was in Bel Air. And our mm -hmm. next door neighbors were fucking Kim and Kanye. Oh, my God. That's absolutely incredible Epic. did you ever go over to be like can i borrow some sugar cam yes yes i went over we went to each other's house and one time she came to um our house and she facetimed with scotty pippen because she was with larsa and scotty uh -huh. went to see the house and so we facetimed just kim facetimed my house how about that for a story I love that. Wait, is this house, is this the one that they lived in where they ripped out everything and made it all white? Yes. What was it like inside? It was like a museum. It was like the Guggenheim. And they had a sheep that was like a piece of art that I uh -huh. wasn't sure if it was a toy because they had two kids at that time. Uh-huh. And Kanye is not an easy person to converse with. Interesting. I like am you not know surprised. you can't just get like a hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? It's he's just I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they talked about. I don't know how mm -hmm. they talk with her. You can at least talk like fashion and like fingernails. Or, you know what I mean? Like you can <laughs> make it work. Yeah, you can figure it out. Yeah, but with him, sometimes he stands and just stares at you and doesn't say anything. And then one time. He was in, he came in the living room and then Kim goes, Kanye, you know, Kathy and her husband, Randy. 
And then he turned to us and he goes, I wasn't here. This didn't happen. I wasn't here. And he walked out. of. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. When you get a certain amount of fame and a certain amount of money, you can just do weird shit. And people go, that's them. Like, I love it. He's like, what is it? Like, uh, rescinded to being a child. I wasn't here. You didn't see me. I wasn't here. Like, that's yeah. so wild. But I know, but it's like, I don't care how many times he said it. He was here. It did happen. And I did see him. And you did see him. That was a moment, honey. I'm not going to lie. That was a moment. That's so wild. And how long were you next door neighbors? Only two years. And then they moved to Hidden Hills. But I really missed them because... She had, like, well, they both had like a ton of security. Oh, you want to hear? This is so D-list. By the way, the name of my tour is My Life on the PTSD List. And I'm doing 40 cities. And go to kathygriffin.com. All right. Mm-hmm. So this is so D-list. So they had a home invasion. And the robbers couldn't get inside their house. So they jumped the fence to our house, came inside, didn't steal anything, and left wild i wonder why they were like well if we can't get into this one we better see what the one next door looks like yes the only thing they did is they took a backpack and they threw it on the driveway but i mean they didn't even think we were worthy of a nice you know theft a nice little bling ring (laughs) i would be so thankful that no one stole my shit but then also i'd be like wait nobody wants my poly pockets or my Little figurines from old McDonald's cartoons. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Exactly. I only have junk in my house. I truly was like, I don't know. I grew up and I was like, everything I couldn't have as a child, I'm just going to buy. This is all I want. Like now I'm on the hunt for this like share Barbie doll that I want. (laughs) What? And that's just how I'm living. Wait, just so do you go to like Craigslist? Wait, how do you find a share Barbie doll? Oh. You go on either eBay or Etsy or Macari. And then for clothes, you could go to all those places. But then also um, Depop, uh, Poshmark. Yeah, I love I love finding old shit that I've wanted and then uh, buying it. Oh, that's amazing. You know who's... Okay, I'm not... This is going to sound dark, but it's not. But I went to Pee Wee Herman's Memorial, Paul mm-hmm. Rubens, the actor. Yeah. It was an amazing memorial but so many people talked about how he collected stuff like that like unique pieces uh-huh a sugar barbie doll is art that's that is a i good know yeah, and i'm art. trying to find a good one in a box uh that hasn't right. been opened and played with yeah that's tough that's tough i know i found a couple but what's like the most expensive thing that you've ever bought <laughs> I mean, a car. I bought a Maserati. Ooh. What year? When was this? I I had Maseratis every three years. I would just, that's the only debt that I have is I would lease a Maserati because I didn't want to have to worry about it, like breaking down after a while. But I had mm-hmm. Maseratis and then I felt too guilty with a gas guzzler. And so I have a Porsche Taycan now and it's electric and it's very quiet. And I love it. Ooh, I love that. Money. It was like $71,000 or something. But also our house is probably, our house was $9 million, So that's the most expensive thing you ever bought. Oh, yeah. 
That makes sense. Nine million. Ooh, diva. I paid cash. You paid cash? Yes. If I can't pay, Susie Arvin taught me if you can't pay cash for your house, you can't afford it. Interesting. I she gave me the budget and everything. That must be nice to have someone like Susie Orman in your life who could be like, yes, you could buy this. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Well, honey, That's you know nice. the lesbians. They have everything figured out. <laughs> oh, I need to find me a nice lesbian. Okay, Kathy, we've like come to the end. I have a question. What? What kind of advice would you give to the single ladies in the world? Okay. So this is this is how I ensnared my husband. Are you ready? I'm going to do some name drops. Yes. So I was okay. on the road and I was in Hawaii and I was thinking, why am I like not in a relationship in Hawaii? This is so pathetic. And I called a lady named Cher and Cher said, don't be so cheap. Take one weekend off the road and go to something you would never normally go to and be surrounded by people that you don't know and you wouldn't typically be you know, surrounded by because mm-hmm. I was thinking out in the comedy scene too much and I wasn't meeting anybody. So I bought tickets to this thing the Los Angeles Times puts on every year called the Taste LA. And it's mm-hmm. a food festival, like like a food and wine festival. And I went to like multiple events and that's where I met my husband. So put yourself in a situation in an environment where you wouldn't normally be and you're surrounded by people you wouldn't normally be surrounded by. Okay. This is wild because I was invited to this like holiday party that I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm going to go. I don't really think I'm going to know. I only know like two people who are going. But now I'm like, oh, I have to go now. I have to surround myself with people that I don't know. And maybe this is how I meet him. Yes. Yes. Kathy, I'm going to do it. I actually think that's really good advice. Okay. I asked all my guests this. Sometimes I forget, but I remember this time. Okay. Would you date me? Absolutely. You are the full package. You are a total catch. Thank you, Kathy. Okay. Would you like to promote anything? I know you talked about your tour, but where can people find tickets? Go to KathyGriffin.com. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram. I'm doing 40 cities. The Kathy Griffin, My Life on the PTSD List Tour. I think you all should go. If you're a fan of live comedy, this is the show to go to. I think it's going to be fabulous. I'm going to try to come. <laughs> oh, I'd love it. I would, yeah, because you're going to do an L.A. date, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to come to that. Okay. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe, give me five stars. If you write me something nasty hitting on me to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com, I will read it. This person said, Hey, Nicole, I live in England and I'm in a monogamous marriage. But if I was single and lived on your street, I would bend you over, put a bucket between your legs, and finger you over and over till you squirt enough to fill the bucket. Then I take that bucket to a hot dog eating contest and you Use your juices to dip my hot dog buns into. When I inevitably win the contest, I'd use the leftover hot dogs as dildos to make you squirt one more time all over the audience. That was nasty, and I liked it. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer is produced by me, Mars. It's executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. With talent bookings by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Ogden. Got a question, crazy dating story, or a dirty message for Nicole? 
write it to why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com for a chance to have it featured on a future show thanks for listening we'll see you next week with a brand new episode bye this has been a team coco production Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.